Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the Dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. For the subject of today's episode, we have to travel back in time and as far east as one can go to the countries of China, Japan, Korea, and Vietnam to cover what may be one of the most horrific things I've ever read about. And I've read about some horrific shit. A method of torture so extreme that it was believed that if you went through it, you were no longer suitable to be with your ancestors in the afterlife, reserved for those that committed horrible crimes such as treason, or specifically, the murder of one own's father, and weren't allowed to take their own life in order to die with honor. Not only that, the torture could spread to literally all of your loved ones. And depending on who ordered this torture and why, what happened to you at any point during the process was almost completely up to sure chance. You know it's bad when you hope and pray your family pays for the executioner to pull out and use the heart knife. A method that lasted for around a thousand years and part of the Tang Code, a two millennia old system of judicial punishment, which at some point will probably get its own episode or series. Today we cover Ling Chi and Suhila Zhu Zhu. I'm sure I fucked that up. Otherwise known as Death by a Thousand Cuts and the Nine Familial Exterminations. I'm Kevin Young. I'm Don Hergan. And this is Torture. I have to say, I love the translation version of it. It, it, it sounds like a cool metal band, <laughs> the lingering death. Yeah. Uh, so, just so everybody knows, this is going to be a Asian-centric uh, episode. I'm horrible with Asian names, so I'm going to fuck up a lot of them. So I apologize if there's any Asian people, Asian descent that are listening. They're like, that's completely wrong. Um, you know, you can email us and, and, and tell me off there. Well, I think it's better to fail at the pronunciation miserably than to try and come across as possibly racist in your pronunciations. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because some of the names, like, you know, what is, honestly, like, you know, I mean, some like Asian names that you need to have the. Um, What's the, the word I'm trying to think of? Kind of like the... You have to apply the, the accent not as a rule. You mean for pronunciate, pronunciation of particular words. Yeah. So, and, you know, two middle-aged white men putting on that accent <laughs> trying to do the, the names. Well, you, I mean, you can get away with good. some of them because, you know, for... Well, Irish anyway. I wouldn't try to pronounce 90% of the Irish names that I've seen. No, we're only allowed to, we're only allowed to do Caucasians. So oh. Do. Fair enough. Just to be safe. Yeah, like, I don't mind doing a horrible French accent to try to pronounce one of their weird names, because I'm not worried about... Oh, la pepe, la pew. <laughs> yeah, something like, like that. that. Uh, but, again, mostly Caucasian. I don't mind upsetting other Caucasians. I don't I don't want to try and fuck up some, some uh, Chinese person's name who lived 
hundreds of years ago and I get a million emails about how I am racist and so, you know, but yeah. Anyway, we're starting this recording a little late. Dan, how are you feeling? Yeah, <laughs> very late. That's my fault. <laughs> An hour and a half late. More. Yeah, because um, Dan has a hangover because Dan went drinking last night because it was my boss's leaving do from work. Oh, so going away party. And I'm not, I'm not, yeah, well, the thing is, obviously, is I'm not even working there that long and starting it in the middle of COVID where I don't really know many people. Yep. So I knew about three people that were there, like to physically see. Some people only knew of them by name through emails. And, you know, being introduced to them as, this is the asshole that keeps sending you this stuff. <laughs> this is the idiot that keeps sending you this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's always good to get together with a bunch of people that you barely know and just start drinking. Because then you're just known as that guy that gets drunk at work parties. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's hope uh, hope that reputation doesn't precede me now on Monday morning. Yeah, no shit. Did you see what Dan did? Holy fuck. I mean, with his pants off and everything. <laughs> I did no such thing. No such thing. But yeah, aside from that, all's good. How's things with you? Oh, uh, you know, same old, same old. I, uh, you know, we got a, there's a cold going through the family and not COVID locally. L- luckily, it's not COVID. Um, just a cold, but it's amazing how. You know, we've spent so much time not getting sick from colds and flus because everybody stayed away from one another and wore masks, as we did anyway. And now all of a sudden, now that we're not doing that as much, you're, you're catching fucking everything out there. Everybody's always yeah, sick all the time. System. Yeah, Bad luck, it's all a big government conspiracy. <laughs> yes, all of the governments came together for one conspiracy. Yep, that's how it worked. All right, let's get into uh, this horrifying uh, torture and I mean it it gets bad just so everybody knows it this get this gets bad um you ever watch uh the any of the Marvel shows that used to be on Netflix um like oh, yeah the Daredevil and Iron Fist and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. okay I didn't watch Iron Fist actually you're not alone most people didn't watch Iron Fist. You're not missing yeah, much. Yeah, first episode he, was shit. It was, yeah. <laughs> they really should have got a different actor for that. The, the story was good. Everybody else was good. He was not great. Um, but anyway, there was a Marvel show on Netflix called Jessica Jones. Uh, for all those of you who haven't seen it, it's been out for six years. I think it's on Disney Plus now. Just go watch it already. So if you haven't seen it, spoilers. Uh, in this show, there's an attorney named Jerry Hogarth, played by Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Trinity from The Matrix. Uh, there is an iconic Marvel bad guy known as Kilgrave, a.k.a. the Purple Man, played by my personal favorite, Doctor Who, David Tennant. Now, some people say Matt Smith, and you know, whatever, but I'm, I'm, a, Dave, I'm a Tennant fan. Uh, David, David, yeah, Tennant, yep. all the way. Well, Purple Man has the ability to make anyone do what he wants as long as they can hear him. So while Jerry is at her estranged wife's house, yes, she plays a lesbian, uh, Kilgrave is also there and tells Jerry's wife to kill her by a death from a thousand cuts. Uh, Jerry's wife commences to cut her with a small knife while keeping count. And by the end of it, Jerry comes from the home covered in what looks like dozens, if not hundreds, of small cuts. This is not what Ling Chi is, but it still looked fucking horrible. But that's really the only uh, uh, pop culture Dan's worst nightmare. Yeah, you can find um, as far as film is Death from a Thousand Cuts. It did a whole bunch of little cuts. That's not what Ling... It, it doesn't tech, literally mean Death from a Thousand Cuts. They never got to a thousand cuts. It was usually a dozen or so and then you're done. But it sounds cool. I was going to say, was there not a film back in the 60s or something like that? Unless I'm, I'll double check. I'll have a look. But I could have sworn there was another film where there was a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, 1966 film. Huh. The Sand Pebbles. Sand Pebbles. Uh, there's, a scene, there's a scene, apparently, in it. There's a according to Wikipedia, and mind you, okay. like I had. Um, it was inspired by 
1905 photograph. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into some of the photos here in a little bit. Um, don't look at them <laughs> if you're out there. Uh, so, yeah, so about Wikipedia. I get a lot of stuff from Wikipedia, but if you're going to do that, if you're out there going to research something and you're going to Wikipedia, go down to the citations, click on the citations, and go look at where they actually got the information from because sometimes it's – it's if it's a citation needed, Bogus. then it's probably not good uh, intel. Always go down to the citations and look because Wikipedia, anybody can go on there and change anything they want. Yeah, we'll have to add mention of it on this podcast now. That's one of the things for media. So Yeah. There we go. We could add it add in all these horrible things that we're gonna cover, we have to go add it to their Wikipedia page. And we could be part of the problem. Hmm. Oh it's it's good info though for Anna. We're just kind of repeating yeah. stuff, but you know, it, it's you know, technically it's not wrong to have the info there. Yeah. Okay, so in order to get a feel of what Ling Chi is, let's go back to, say, the Ming Dynasty, or China under the Hongwu Emperor in the mid-late to 14th century. In the mid to late 14th century. And let's say you were foolish enough to uh, commit high treason, Dan. You go through the trial. Uh, of course, Dan, high treason. That's why last time I pointed at you when China. I said IRA. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> so you go through the whole trial, Bastard. you're found guilty, uh, and then you'll taken you're taken to a public place. Uh, this torture wasn't just to make you suffer until you were until you died. It was also to embarrass you and your family. It was very public. Ooh. You're put on a wooden rack or a table, and you're uh, strapped down. The executioner brings out a basket full of razor-sharp blades, each of them with a body part inscribed on the handle. What happens next is up to a few different variables. The emperor, the judge, or they might have been the same person, um, your family's willingness or ability to pay if they were still alive. We'll get to that in a minute. The executioner, and of course, dumb luck. Now, if the ruling body wanted it done quickly, and then your body desecrated afterwards, or your family paid the executioner a bribe, or he just happened to grab the right knife, probably the heart or the throat, it could be over quickly. Literally, whatever knife they would grab. That's, you know, they take it off. Completely round Finger. There's a finger, and they grab another one. Nose. Nose. Sometimes they went like that. Not always, but sometimes they did that, which might be even scarier, because you don't know. So it's it's like, it's like a, Torture, lucky dip. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Uh, but anyway, uh, if they paid or if the emperor wanted it done quickly, um, it could be. It could be over quickly. A few minutes of excruciating pain, then it's all over. But if whoever ordered it wanted you to suffer or your family couldn't afford a bribe or the executioner's hands just never seemed to grab the right blade, the ordeal could last for a significant amount of time. Some people said all oh, this. Oh, this never lasts in more than twenty minutes. But I found one story where it said that the guy uh, was kept alive for three days while I did this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely horrifying. God, it's just yeah. I don't know. It, it's <laughs> any of the thoughts of any of this stuff just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I told my wife. You, know I was looking, you said it the last time. Yeah, I was looking. I told my wife I was looking forward to seeing how much you squirm through this to see. How absolutely <laughs> uncomfortable you got. It's the one thing, just in case, like, for people to listen, where it's like the one thing that kind of makes me kind of really squirm yeah. is the whole cutting thing. Like, yeah. I'll be all right until we get to like the insect stuff. I'm not a huge bug guy, and uh, there's we got we have some episodes in the however long in the future where we'll we'll cover some insect stuff, um, which I will struggle Ooh. through. Anyway, uh, it usually started with small cuts. Uh, or they would ch- take chunks of the body off, uh, cheek, nose, ear. Then they move to a uh, finger and a hand, then up the forearm, then the upper arm, maybe a breast or a leg muscle. Uh, it took as long as it needed to take, and they tried as hard as they could to make sure you stayed awake through the whole thing. There's no point in keeping you alive if you're not going to be conscious. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
uh, so they take breaks as needed. A quote for, from Sir Henry Norman in the 1800s. So they still did this in the 1800s. They still did this in the 1900s. That's where the pictures will come in. Quote. You said, is that that sink in? Sorry. Yeah, for yeah. For it, it was. Like, people don't think, like, the, the 1900s is really not that long ago. No. It is 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like, I know it was the early 1900s. Yeah, it was early 1900s, but still, it was the 1900s. It wasn't as, as you know, in the huge sandbox. Yeah, you expect this kind of thing back in the like 1400s or. Yeah. Well, when you think of torture, you think back to the, the dark ages of, you know, midi- medieval yeah, yeah. England, people being, you know, put on the rack and shit. No, this shit happened not long ago. I mean, if you look back at our Breast Dripper episode, people were going through this shit just a few years ago. So, it still happens, and it's horrible. Quote, Grasping hands full from their fleshy part of the body, such as the thighs and the breasts, he slices them off. The joints and the exorcessence of the body are next cut away one by one, followed by amputation of the nose, the ears, the toes, and the fingers. Then the limbs are cut off piecemeal at the wrist and ankles, the elbows and knees, the shoulders and hips. Finally, the victim is stabbed in the heart and his head cut off. I, I don't know how much of that he actually would have stayed a, a, awake or alive for, but... Well, certainly, certainly not the head chopping off. Well, no, anyway, but, um, but um, I would imagine <laughs> by the time you start cutting off full uh, limbs, you're going to bleed out. Is it is it for religious reasons that they did the whole head chopping off thing at the end or something? Because it's, it's kind of like, what's the fucking point at that stage? So, they would completely dismember the body because it was a it was a view by Confucius and the people that followed him that if your body is desecrated in life, it will stay desecrated in death, and you won't be. Right honored enough to join your ancestors so if you do go over to another plane of existence you're completely dismantled and alone so this wasn't just like taking your life this was ruining any type of existence you'd ever have for all of eternity so really kind of fucking horrible so after you die, you just appear in the afterlife as a pile of body parts that's consciously lying there but I, I'm, I'm guessing that each body part would kind of have a mind of its own. So as you see your hands just kind of throwing body parts for you to move <laughs> away. Just, you're just your thing. You're just thing from the Adams family. So that's, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that must be what he is. Oh, there's an idea now for some D&D stuff. <laughs> Next time we record with the group, I'm going to have to just start it off with going, everyone, I'm sorry. Yeah. For what <laughs> is about to happen. It's my fault. Uh, so they wouldn't stop necessarily after you died. They would continue to cut until they worked almost all the flesh from your bones. So so even though you were dead and beheaded and all that stuff, they would still, still continue to take the flesh off until you're just, you know, more pieces. Yeah. Quoted from George Ernest Morrison in An Australian in China, quote, the prisoner is tied to a rude cross. He is invariably deeply under the influence of opium. Uh, this was the only time I ever saw anybody say anything about them being drugged up for it. Uh, the executioner standing before him with a sharp sword makes two quick incisions above the eyebrows and draws down the portion of skin over each eye. <laughs> the look on Dan's face, you guys can't see it. <laughs> Uh, then he makes two more quick <laughs> he makes two more quick incisions across the breast and in the next moment he pierces the heart the death is instantaneous it, it's not getting stabbed in the heart you usually stay alive for about five minutes but then he cuts the body in pieces and the degradation consists in the fragmentary <clears throat> shapes in which the prisoner has to appear in heaven so you just get to heaven and <laughs> you're, you're, just, looking like... you're just flopping around, just a whole bunch of body parts just flopping around. Yeah, and their face appears with the skin kind of Yeah, They look like something from like from like Beetlejuice. Yeah, you get there, St. Peter's like, What the fuck happened to you? Yeah. Dear Lord Almighty. Yeah. Um I, I I'll never be able to look at like a kebab the same way ever again. Yeah. Well, I, 
you'll say like, I don't know if, if you had like the Turkish kebab oh yeah you have these things that you refer to as kebabs yeah <laughs> so it's pronounced or kebab well, it depends on what type of American like, but, it, but here it's a kebab yeah yeah which is like the, the Turkish one where you do the shape of the meat but like I always remember seeing a thing where it's looking at something to do with American kebabs and it's kebab yeah and it's the skewers thing which is a different thing yeah altogether. but anyway yeah, yeah, I never get a look at one of those the same way again. <laughs> I think of this just a <laughs> like order one tonight for dinner. So uh, when did this all start? Well, it's a little muddled because some historians say that it started back at 900 AD, while others say it started in the Quin Kin Shi, the second emperor of the Quin Dynasty. But that would push its use back to 200 BCE, an 1100 year difference. So. Uh, in my opinion, it started probably around the 5th century with Lu Zai, again, I'm sorry, uh, who was known to be a tyrant and only ruled for a year. But tying people up and cutting them to death or amputating large portions of their body probably started earlier than that. Um, but the actual process of Ling Chi, of uh, giving it a certain you know name and... Uh, form and and process personally i think it started about the fifth century or so either way it was a long fucking time ago they did this for a long fucking time yeah i was gonna say you'd imagine it was something that was maybe just not like recorded but it seems like a the chinese you know, before devices were made if you get me you know what i mean like it wouldn't have been back in the day like it's holding it wanted to kill somebody slowly like you know concept of yeah slowly cutting the rope like you know what i mean is yeah. the chinese at the forefront from what yeah. i see from what i've seen are, were pretty good record keepers um they have decent records all the way back to you know beef you know in the bcs so okay. translating them also pretty good at coming up with shit that's fucked up yeah translating them might be uh a little different because again they are in uh, ancient chinese and they they did fill their stuff with uh, some myth and some embellishment. So yeah. it, it's not quite sure exactly when everything started. But let's get to what we do know for sure. Like um, the number of those that were, in fact, victims of Ling Chi. A number of those, not the, I don't know the number, but a number of those that were uh, the victims of Ling Chi. So you had Hong Tianfu, Tian. Fui Fu, probably wrong, who was the son of a famous rebel known as the Heavenly King, was the youngest known to be killed at age 15. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, he was the youngest to be killed. I'm not sure if that's just by familial extinction, which we'll get to here in a minute, or if he was actually tried and put, and it happened to him again. Uh, you're pulling stuff off Wikipedia. You got to go look at citations and, and what they say. So, um, but yeah, 15 years old. A man by the name of Wang Weequin, who killed two families, was executed this way on Halloween in 1904. Uh, a Mongol guard known as Fusili, who killed his master and was executed April 10th, 1905. And this is the one we know about because French soldiers were stationed in Beijing at the time and took pictures. They're horrifying. Don't go looking for them. I will, I will find them, edit them, and post them on our Instagram or Twitter if Instagram and Twitter lets me post them without taking them down because they are disgusting. I guess is this the photo that I'm possibly looking at right now? Uh, does is he More like, like is he, he is. like standing like strapped to a stake and big pieces of his body yeah. are kind of just cut away? Yeah, and there's like a guy holding his arm. Yep, that'd be him. Yeah. They didn't kick out the witty knife yet, though. At this stage. No. <laughs> okay, well that's just China. All right, that's just one of the countries. They also practiced this in Japan, but there it was called Death of 21 Cuts, which is probably more accurate. Lazy bastards. <laughs> 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 that's like, get this, kill this man by thousand cuts. 
God, that, really sounds like like a whole, that sounds like a whole yeah. afternoon. You know what? Yeah, let's that's, that's, that's just start and see how we get on. Yeah. You know, I got to get back to playing like, League for League of Legends, and I got you know, animes <laughs> to watch, and that seems yeah. like a problem. So let's just how about how about twenty one? We'll just do twenty one. Um, it was almost exactly like the uh, Chinese version, and uh, we have English traveler Richard Jeffson. Uh, who gives an account in 1865 of a rebel leader named Mo Wang being tortured, quote, with superhuman command of self, the unhappy Mo Wang bore silently the slow and deliberate slicing off of his cheeks, then his breasts, the muscles of his upper and lower arms, the calves of his legs, etc., etc., care being taken throughout to avoid touching any immediate vital part. Once only he murmured an entreaty that he might be killed outright, a request, of course, unheeded by men who took a savage pleasure in skillfully torturing their victim. So he managed to stay silent, allegedly, through all that. Allegedly. He, allegedly, he was able say. to contain himself, and one time he's like, he's just... I remember that now. Next time, I give myself a little paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there moaning about ah, yeah. my fingers. <laughs> Just remember that poor guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, and I thought I was bad when I chopped off to tip my finger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember thinking on it now. <laughs> Comparison. Yeah, I'll be sitting there in the kitchen going, and I cried. Oh yeah, <laughs> nearly fainted. Yeah, I took a big chunk out of my thumb with the mandolin uh, slicer, doing some cucumbers, and I, yeah, I look back and I'm like. I'm weak. <laughs> mandolins are really, really dangerous. Yes, they are. Always use a guard. Oh, and, and and the musical instrument yes. as well. Mandolin is very, very dangerous. Yes, it is. Uh, if you're going to use a mandolin, get a guard and get one of those like Kevlar uh, gloves. Gloves. Yes, those work great. Yeah, I, I purposely don't have one because I know some idiots in here are going to hurt themselves. <laughs> Me being one of those idiots. <laughs> we have two. We haven't cut ourselves on the ones we have now, but I've cut myself on one I used to have before. But we have two. Because, you know, why not? I might get one. Anyway, enough about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're always coming up with ideas for new podcasts. <laughs> torture cooking. Torture cooking. So they use this to cut <laughs> recipe, off... Recipes inspired by torture methods. So they use this knife to cut off his cheeks, and we're going to use it to cut into a nice flank steak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the early 1800s, a, frish, a French missionary named Joseph Marchand, Marchand went to Vietnam with the Paris Foreign Mission, and soon after he was asked to join the revolt against the emperor. Apparently... He declined, but because the rebels wanted to put a Catholic in charge after throwing, overthrowing the emperor, the rebels ended up failing, so they went and found themselves the Catholic marchand and arrested and executed him by their version of Ling Chi, which it didn't give me an explanation of their version, but I would imagine that um, it probably required some bamboo. It might have been lazier. It might have been death by one cut. It might have just stabbed them. Maybe. So I mean, the Viet, the Viet, is it, Vietnamese. It seems to get lazier as time goes on, you see. So. The Vietnamese were. <laughs> there. Yeah, aside from this one, I've already said to you, yeah, the talk about the Vietnamese torture stuff is the one thing because they are big fans of pretty hooked up stuff like the bamboo yeah, stuff. Yeah, I actually have in my, in my list, my long list of things that we're hopefully going to get to cover. Uh, during the course of the show, um, the torture methods of the Viet Cong are in there, and they are horrible. Fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Tunnels with snakes in them and a whole bunch of shit. Poop. Now, I really do wish that this was the end of it. Like, we'd be, okay, Ling Chi, that's what they did. It's done and over with. But the worst is still to come. Because from what I've read, the biggest use of Ling Chi was the bigger torture of the nine familial extinctions. So you know in a mafia movie, or like uh, Usual Suspects, where Kaiser Soze apparently kills kids and kills the wives and kills the parents and the parents' friends, and they just go on and on and I'll kill everybody. Well, that's yeah. pretty much what it was. 
depending on the offense and the ruler at the time, you would have to stand by. Sometimes you'd have to stand by. Sometimes they would get you done and over with first and then move on. And if they decided they wanted to stop, then they stop. But a good amount of times from what I saw, you would have to stand by and watch your whole family, immediate and extended, sometimes all the way to the second or third cousins, and in some extreme cases, even your friends, be sliced up piece by piece until they died. Uh, familial extens- extinctions were around long before Ling Chi, the first written accounts coming from 1600 B.C., where officers would threaten subordinates before a battle that if they refused orders, they would kill their families. That's always kind of, I was going to say, it's always kind of been thinking. It's kind of one of those things I think it makes kind of sense almost. You know what I mean? It's like people are more likely to not do something bad if it means that someone else other than them. Yeah, you, you know, ends up. Yeah, you, know. you see that a lot in you know movies, TV shows, or whatever. You know, they put the gun to the guy's head and it's like, "Tell me, or I'll you blow your brains out." He's Kill like, he's like, "Do yeah, it!" Yeah. And then they point the gun at his wife, and he's like, "Okay, I'll you know do what you want." It's, I mean, it's a good. I mean, it, it's horrible, uh, but it's a good way to get somebody to do what you want them to do because most people, you know, if they have to die, then they have to die, but they don't want their loved ones, their kids, their you know, the wife husband parents whatever yep. they don't want them to have to suffer for it so it, uh, it it it's a shitty thing to do but it's a good way to get what you want i suppose that sounds That's horrible true. remember that now next time <laughs> i'll remember that next time yep. uh the punishment could be really for anything usually reserved for the most horrible offenses but during the kin dynasty your whole family could be killed by you simply reading a banned book. Which band? <laughs> Metallica's book. I mean, you should probably kill yourself. <laughs> no, I mean... That was a terrible joke. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> so fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... Uh, there's a lot of banned books. It was halfway out of my mouth. I was like, don't. <laughs> just go with it. Just say it. Just go with it. Yeah, it was already halfway out. Um, yeah, like the Catcher in the Rye is a... Band. Catcher, uh, is that, is that, uh, Huck Finn is um, banned in a lot of school. What? Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn, Finn oh, okay. because of the N word. And there's a lot. So, so what's going on in America right now is there's a lot more books being banned. If it has anything to do with making a white person feel bad for what white people did uh, 200 years ago. I'm sorry. So, To Kill a Mockingbird is potentially banned. Uh, it was for a while. There was a guy. But the whole point of that is the point of yes, racism. Yes, and it how was bad for a while. I believe it's probably banned in a few states. I live in a state. I live in a pretty progressive state. I live in Illinois. I live in a fairly progressive state, thanks to Chicago, uh, because everything from Chicago de- down is pretty conservative. Uh, I am, you know, one of the diamonds in the rough, as, as you would say. But um, it, it's not here. But there are some states. Where that type of stuff, Kill a Mockingbird, is banned. There was a guy who um, rallied for Harper Lee back in the 80s and 90s um, to get To Kill a Mockingbird unbanned when it was banned. And he actually would send free copies of the book to children um, if they requested them for free. Right. Uh, because he, it, it's an important book that he th- everybody should read. Actually, my wife and I did a whole series on Harper Lee on our old podcast, though. Open a, nice. uh, it's, it's open a fucking amazing. book if anybody wants to go find it on Spotify and listen to Harper Lee. It, it, there's a lot of information there. and um, But there's a lot. Le- uh, my wife just got me um, Mao, the graphic novel about the mice set in the Nazi Germany. Oh, right. That, that. that book has been banned. And it's like, it's okay. about It's about mice surviving a mouse holocaust in Nazi Germany. But it was banned because, again, you can't make white people feel bad. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole uh, culture. Now, is you can't. Is that you? Oh, you can't. Next time you talk to Keisha, talk because their their uh, governor down in Florida is is like the top guy for this. He he outlawed. He banned math books. From their schools because it taught because he said it taught critical race theory, which is the theory of 
all minorities are kind of seen as less than and and we have to struggle for more than white people because they you know they're white and we don't really have to struggle for anything and uh there was a couple questions in there that had something i'm not even sure what was in it but no that that teaches critical race theory it's a math book they want to know if you have 19,000 oranges and you take nine away, how many do you have? Yeah, but obviously Alejandro had less oranges than James had. Which makes James you know, feel bad for being white. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Damn white privilege. It's, it, it, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, like, the thing that, that, that kind of annoys me about that stuff, though, is I know we're going massively off topic here, right? But the thing that annoys me about that stuff is, like, if you look at the likes of what happened with, um, like, Nazi Germany and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. When you... Germany... Obviously, they want to move forward, have done for an awful long time, right? Away, they don't want that to be the way the world views them anymore. Yeah. But they still acknowledge what's happened. Oh, yeah. You know what happened and what they did massively. And the thing is, though, is they don't want it kind of thrown in their faces. You know, like I remember when I was in Berlin and I went to a couple of places and like the the public have defaced an awful lot of these different things. Like, I mean, because of the fact that they're not proud of them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, they're they're um for the majority of it like they're not trying to hide what they did they're trying to learn from it and better themselves and move forward yeah. with everything as opposed to going we did that bad thing once let's brush it under the rug there let's hide it away let's just pretend it never fucking happened mm-hmm. and we weren't all assholes at one stage you know yeah well yeah I suppose it's the easier way of doing it well it's, the thing, it's a part you know, it's a part of your history the only of, way to not do it again is to learn from it and you can't learn from it if you just push it away yeah like exactly. we exactly. a big thing here was we're taking down statues of confederate soldiers during the civil war and and they're like oh well you shouldn't do that that's history you're erasing history no we're not erasing history we're just not celebrating these fuckers that try to celebrate yeah and wanted to keep slavery that's it's there's a difference different. yeah we still teach it yeah. we still teach you it's just we're not going to have a big statue up saying hey look at this guy who committed treason yeah. yeah yeah anyway uh where the fuck was it? Oh, yes. Banned books, not Metallica's. Metallica have a book? Don't, don't remind me of my terms. <laughs> uh, so so that a was that. different degree. Of- other other <laughs> rulers uh, relaxed the rules a little bit, but the use of familial extermination was used more once the Ming Dynasty came to power and utilized it with Ling Chi, with uh, the parents, grandparents, siblings by blood and by choice, children, depending on age, uh, if the children were too young, they would just become slaves. So, you know, great. Uh, grandchildren, again, depending on age, anyone that lived with the criminal despite the relationship. So if you just had a roommate, they were fucked. Uh, uncles, cousins. Females were usually given a choice. They could either be put to death, uh, go into the slave trade, or for some, marriage. What was that last one? Marriage. Okay. <laughs> That's torture. <laughs> we covered that last week. <laughs> uh, but the standout story from this torture is that of Fang Shaoru. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but again, I'm just going to call him Fang for the rest of the time. Who I can only say is the prime example of fuck around and find out. So, kids, this is a story for you to learn to shut your mouth sometimes. Quit while you're ahead. So, Fang was the closest advisor of the Ming Emperor Zhu Yunwen. Uh, Well, when... Su Di, the prince of Yan, usurped him. Uh, he usurped the throne to become emperor in 1402. He wanted Fang, who was a well-known scholar and had quite the way with words, to write his inaugural address. Wait, wanting to compare himself to King Zhen of Zhu, Fang refused, saying, Where is King Zhen? Uh, Zhu replied, he was killed by his own fire. Fang retorted, why not enthrone his son? Zhu exclaimed that the country requires a mature ruler. And Fang asked, what about the emperor's brother? Zhu said that it was a family matter and he was to stop delaying and write the address. So, 
Fang wrote on a piece of paper that Zhu gave him, The bandit of Yan is a usurper. He was then threatened with the nine familial exterminations. Fang said, Ha! Never mind nine. I'm fine with ten. <clears throat> Kids, shut your fucking mouths. Because <laughs> sometimes you come across somebody who will call your bluff. So this was the beginning of the first and only recorded use of the ten familial exterminations. So after all of his blood relation and their spouses were killed with the use of Ling Chi, they went on to kill all of his students and peers. He was forced to watch his brother be carved to death just before he was killed. But he wasn't killed by Ling Chi. They just cut him in half at the waist. So just legs this way, upper torso that way. Just intestines pouring out. Um, But legend goes that as he lay dying, he wrote usurper on the ground in his own blood. Fucking metal as shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, fucking, that's fucking metal, man. Right, usurper in your own blood. <laughs> well, and again, this is China, so it's some weird ah, that's true, symbol. Yeah, I mean, the Chinese symbol. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> so I'll take ten, bitch. Yeah, um, that, okay, so you look at that and you go fucking a i mean that's that's the way to do it until you re- yeah, get everybody else killed <laughs> yeah until you realize exactly what doing that caused because when it was all yeah. over fang's mouth led him to the execution of dan guess how many people got killed um because of fang's sassy little mouth so it was all of his blood relatives and their spouses his students all of his students his peers yeah. How many people do you think? 60. 60. Wow. Okay. So you're only off by a ton. Uh, 873 people were killed because of what this How motherfucker many did. How many people Well, again, it was all of his students and all of his peers. And did he that could teach be. Teach the city? Like, or. I. It, it's a little. Yeah. So. Uh, 873 people died because this motherfucker wanted to be sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, so, that's a pretty big death count, though, to be fair. Yeah. Like, so, know, kids, kids. Shit, you got that mouth. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, we could go on talking about this for hours and going over each of, you know, all of the uses of each and talk about how they were documented and debating when it all started. But I'm pretty sure we would both uh, want to drown ourselves afterwards. So, we won't. We'll leave it there. And again, don't go looking for those pictures. It will ruin your fucking day. Yeah, they... they, they Unless you're somebody who, like, in the early 2000s, like, lived on Rotten.com and you looked at all that shit, then you could probably... <laughs> oh, remember it, shit, yeah. You remember Rotten? Oh, my yeah. God. And that's that's it, that's pretty much where it fits in. <laughs> uh, so unless you are unless you did that, if, if you're new to all this type of stuff or you have a queasies, don't, don't go looking for those pictures. It will... It, 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 it's not good. No, to, to be fair, I think the demographic of the people that would be listening to this have to have something kind of going on. There I suppose. But it's one thing to listen to it, and it's another, you know, imagine it. It's another thing to go look. Because, like, I listen to episodes on Albert Fish. And I don't know if you know anything about Albert Fish, but Albert Fish used to, uh, he was a masochist. He used to put needles and shit inside him. Um, and he, he would take pins and he'd put them up in his taint. And he'd push them up as far as he could. Like, like, I mean, and, he, and like, so here's this, I mean, he'd push them way the fuck up there. And then when he'd take his finger off, they'd be so far up, you'd never be able to get them out. So you imagine that, you're like, oh, God. And then you look at pictures of the x-ray they took of him, and there's literally dozens of needles just in his, inside Why? his groin area. And every time he would move, every time he would sit down, they would they would stab him a little bit and pinch a little bit. And he he, he walked very gingerly because it hurt like shit, but he loved it because he was a masochist. He, he, he loved, he was a sadist. He, he loved all that shit. So looking at the picture and imagining in your head are two completely different things. Yeah, well, the, the thing I'd say now with this is, 
um, if, say, if you can watch a medical show and watch them perform a surgery, an actual genuine surgery. Yeah, yeah. And get through that okay without being like, ooh, that's a bit fucked up, you know, then you'll be okay. But Yeah, probably. As long know, as well, you don't take... To as a certain extent, because it has a different degree to it considering what it is, you know I mean? That also weighs in, but yeah. just visually realistic. You yes. can't... You can't focus too much on the fact that in the medical show that people are usually unconscious and they sign up for it, and with the pictures and of, it's to save their lives, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. The, the, the picture, the pictures of the man who went through Ling Chi, he, uh, it was against his will. He was awake Ooh. for it, and um, it was horrifying. So I guess it, it's all in how you go into it. That's <sighs> just. We should lighten the mood now and talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> we can't talk about torture without talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. I wasn't recording when you told me about that, so you tell everybody. Oh, really? No, no. Oh, my God. I, had, I hadn't started recording yet. No, so go ahead and tell everybody. Oh, about okay. Well, um, I better give me a second because I'm going to have to go uh, find it again. That's fine. I have... Uh, um, uh, while you're doing that, uh, credits, for, credits for all our reference material can be found in our show notes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at TorturePod. If you'd like to contact us, tell me how horrible a job I did at uh, pronouncing all the Chinese and Japanese names. TorturePod at gmail.com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you guys are listening. That really helps us. If you have a place where you, know, where you can review, some place to take that down, um, it helps us know what we're doing better. So uh, please go do that. What'd you find? What do you got? I was going to say, the NSA are going to really be like, what the fuck has this guy up to? Like, <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> what I had said beforehand was that yeah, is the best thing information I found on it was the fact that um, track number 10 on Taylor Swift's 7th studio album entitled Death by a Thousand Cuts compares the pain of a breakup to this form of torture and what I had stated on the fact was that listening to Taylor Swift yeah. is akin to the pain of this kind of torture like yeah, I, I was just kind of reading through some of the lyrics then earlier on, and it's just... I mean, of all the things... Just, they... it's, it's just a single line, really, that death does sing a comparison, like, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's death by a thousand cuts. You didn't touch. <laughs> Trying I to mean, find of a all... part of me that you didn't touch. My body, my love, my trust. It's death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> I mean, of all the things we've... All the controversial things we may have said on this show, that might be the one that gets us in trouble the most is talking bad about Taylor Swift. Well, the fact I was reading out her lyrics, you never know, we might have to... My episode I get might sued. Get out. You didn't, but, you didn't um, sing them, I think it's okay. She's a modern-day John Lennon, so she is with those words. Mm. Mm. And yeah. Mm. Okay. It's, it's a wonderful comparison. I, well, a bit, I can't really comment. I make some pretty fucking bad comparisons between... You know, food and this stuff. You know, I can't really give out to her by comparing being broken up with by one of the members of One Direction. And um, I also, as well, Ling thought Chi. when you originally said it, Ling Chi, I thought of Lai Chi immediately. I said, like, Isn't that fruit? And I was like, Oh no, it's a different thing. Yeah, and so, then we got yeah. the whole discussion of uh, lynching. And there was a. Oh, lynching, yeah, yeah, yeah. And too. there was a confusion there, which we'll cover. Um, down the road at some point which i'll let you take a big part of because you said you know quite a bit i don't know tons of, i i've been i've stood in the original lynching site yeah several times probably at least I mean, 100 I, times i, I mean used to i live, live near <laughs> oh really so yeah yeah well like it's it look well obviously we'll do a bit more covered a very quick yeah. thing is that it's an irish thing came from i think it's an irish family and I lived in the city where that took place, and it's a very well-known building in the town. So oh, wow. you know, because um, it's currently a bank, but you can still <laughs> see the, the the stone from that's up there that was holding the uh, I can't think of a word, kind of like the sleeper, like the piece of wood that would have been coming out that they used yeah. for the lynching, and that's still there. Like, oh wow! So. Can you imagine going to that bank and come going in for a loan, and them giving you like a super high interest rate, and you'd be like, "God, you're really lynching me over." 
<laughs> I guarantee it. They've they've had people say shit to them lots of times. I'm sure. But I mean, if I can send, if I can, time. yeah. Well, like, if I can send you specifically a link for it or like that, it's one of those things where we try to get photos for it. And I'll double check to make sure my information is actually correct. Yeah. But it it's a place called Lynch's Castle. That's the name of it. Um, no. See, we see here in America, we had a lot of lynchings in uh, like the 50s and 60s, um, mostly white people in hoods and black people. So it's a whole different uh, it's a whole different uh, dichotomy here with lynching. Um, but we will get to that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an AIB bank. I have been in it, been around it, been drinking right next door to it an awful lot. Again, I'll double check to make sure all this information is correct, but from what I remember reading before, it it is correct. <laughs> but, Stand um, out. Just standing out there with a pint of Guinness. You're fucking fascists! And... Yeah. <laughs> but it's, right. it's, it's interesting to find out, though, you know. Um, not quite as interesting, obviously, as that's by a thousand cuts, I don't think. Oh, I think I think each one of these is extremely interesting in their own way. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I go ahead and thank the Private Dicks podcast for starting off the show. I'll have a link to their show in the show notes as well, so go check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so a little hint for our next episode: we will be headed to the high seas, uh, not for dangerous and violent pirates, but mostly for the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what did the Dutch do except for say, of course, of course, yes, of course? Oh, they'll find out when they come on uh, for next episode. All she right, get guys. Dutchman on for. I know loads of Dutch people. They she they stomped Dutchman on your on head in their wooden clogs. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to get in touch with my Dutch friend now. Just with, without context, just uh, just email and be like, what did you do? Well, I can always just call him right now if you want him. He's like, hey. Did you ever hear about this? The fuck did you do? All right, guys. Thanks for uh, joining. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you. Thank you.